Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comics from their childhood and today. I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. How are we doing this week, guys? It's going. I know it's Monday. Everybody have a good weekend? It wasn't bad. Okay. Gotta see Star Wars, so... Not a bad weekend at all. So this week we'll be discussing Hawkeye Freefall number one and Green Lantern Silver Surfer Unholy Alliance. Alright, so what'd you guys think of Hawkeye? Okay. All right, what do we think of Green Lantern and Silver Surfer? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Those are all good, yeah. Those are all good. <laughs> Hawkeye, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. My thing is, is when did they turn Hawk decide to turn Hawkeye into a smartass? Fractions run. Math fraction, yeah. <laughs> Fractions run on Hawkeye was one of the most entertaining runs you'll ever read. And... He picked up right from it. It's kind of like what they did with Deadpool. Deadpool was a very serious character when he was introduced by uh, Liefeld. And when Joe Casey took over and started the run in the 90s, he turned into a smartass. So with this one, I like the beginning. You know, all these people there ready to do the bidding of the hood. And Hawkeye's like, "Eh." just walks in with a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, how's it going? I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I was just like. I loved how he went to the court to go through all that. Yeah. Because you can't picture a superhero doing that. And here he is doing it. It was extremely entertaining. I love the interaction with Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yep. I enjoyed this. How he says, I didn't do it, Buck. (laughs) You know? And then the whole story goes through and he's like, hey, Buck. Yeah. I told you I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) But... We got a Red Hood sighting. What'd you think about it, Nick? Been kind of quiet. It's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm. I love old Hawkeye. I love the. Yeah. He's partially Avenger. deaf. He is trained by Captain America to be an old, like a big old badass. He's the world's greatest archer. He's an ex-criminal, and now he's just kind of like the walking joke of the Avengers. Thank you to the movies and every troll out there. Who thinks that Hawkeye is a joke? You're you're not really an Avenger. <laughs> you know, Hawkeye had a couple of lines in the movies where it was a joke, but it wasn't like this. Right. This is the one character that they really didn't revamp because of the movie. Right. And I, I think that's why I appreciate it even more. Oh, no. Like, I like this Hawkeye, but he's just not the same Hawkeye. Right. Like, he's not... The guy that's always going toe to toe with Cap about who's going to lead the Avengers, and right. This is the guy that runs an apartment building and drinks coffee. He's and, a slumlord, and yeah, he's <laughs> eats rich food, and it's like you know. No, I like I like this Hawkeye, but the new uh, mask on Ronan is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. The Japanese yes demon. I like mask. that. That was awesome. Now we just got to figure out who who is Ronan. Ronan. Well, we know it's not Blade. We know and it's we not know Echo. Hawkeye. Oh yeah, we know it's not Hawkeye. And Echo doesn't talk. I think he talked, right? No. No. Nope. No, he didn't. He okay. did not talk. Not even when he got smacked. In the Is face. Echo female or male? Female. 
That's why he's you like, I can't see a female in that suit. You'll find out when you continue your read of Daredevil. Okay. <laughs> the Bendis portion. I think the it's 25 through 27. Well, I've, I've already read the Smith portion, so I need to find the Bendis. Oh, such a good I, think the, I think they had the Bendis, but I didn't pick it up. So, Very, very good. No, you know, after what I dealt with with Incoming, this was a very big, pleasant surprise for me. Marvel actually did something <laughs> right in your eyes. <laughs> I do like how he's dating Night Nurse now. It's pretty funny. And he can't let things go. I didn't know Doctor Strange and her broke up. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> she's getting Maybe a she's like, wait, Hawkeye's she's Hawkeye's night, Hawkeye's is side, her side piece. Right. <laughs> this is at night, Doctor Strange during the day. <laughs> is she day nurse during the day? Day nurse. <laughs> she turns into Jane Foster. Oh my god. Yeah, you didn't sound bitter at all. Thanks for that. Incoming <laughs> review. I was like, ooh, he's he's kinda pissed. And I'm not helping by needling him. <laughs> if it turns out that Ronan is the taskmaster, I'm gonna be burning this book. What if he's the puppet master? What if he's a puppet of the puppet master? Ooh. That'd be better than the old man. <laughs> and they do make fun of the vulture in here for being an old <laughs> old man in a suit. I'm kinda hoping it's Kate Bishop. Oh, that would work. That, yeah. yeah. She was the girl, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. That would be awesome. But uh, I'm sure it's some washed up villain that didn't get killed in that Captain America run. <laughs> it's Porcupine. <laughs> oh. oh. It would, like, go top five porcupine for me. Porcupine can't fight. We, we killed, <laughs> didn't we kill There's Porcupine? There's so many Porcupine versions. Right. It, could, it could be a... Porcupine that can fight. They're just needling them on. Let me see. <laughs> so what do we think? Rating? I'm going to say it's a five. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Would you say this is the best Marvel book right now? Nope. That's Marauders. Well, he's not an expert. That I'm reading? Yes. Invisible Woman just ended? Yes. Okay. Marauders, Marauders is number, is one, number for one for me. And since I'm not reading any X-Men books and I'm not reading any much Marvel, this one's probably the best Marvel book that I've read this week. I will put That's it the up. thing. It's the first issue. You know, let, <laughs> let's see what happens. But. Let's see what happens in the second issue before I go praising it. I'll go four. I, I just, I think Rosenberg picked up where Fraction left off with that character. And I thoroughly enjoyed Fraction's run on the character. And it sounds like Rosenberg's got the same voice that Fraction does for this character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what cover did you get, Nick? Yours looks different. I got the variant with him and Ronan together. Nice. Spoiler, right on the cover. Alright, so now we're going to move on to Green Lantern, Silver Surfer to continue crossover month. And it was kind of funny when Ryan was like, we have this one, this one, or this one. I was like, Green Lantern, Silver Surfer. He's been talking about it for like the last 42 episodes. And you go, you go, that sounds good. I'm like, all right, I guess we're doing that one. <laughs> well, I didn't want it to be, because I know we did Green Lantern Month, so I didn't no. want to be just, yeah, we're doing Green Lantern and Silver Surfer. No, so, it was really good. Yeah, why not? Why not? Now, the reason I like this particular one, because the story isn't fantastic, but the reason I like Green Lantern and Silver Surfer is because it's like the prelude into Amalgamilla. I can never say it. Amalgam? Amalgam. Amalgam. Yes. 
and you guys know I can't say it. You just wait until I slaughter like, it. Here comes the A word. Here comes the A word. Let's hear it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this was early into Kyle's run. You know, uh, probably within the first fifteen issues or so of when Kyle makes his first appearance in Green Lantern. Well, he's living in Greenwich Village, so yeah, that, that dates it pretty good. Yeah. I really liked that Thanos duped him and Hal duped Silver Surfer. Yeah. That was my favorite part, was the two baddies duped. Poor Terax. Yeah. <laughs> here, go here. Mess some stuff up. Oh, yeah. There's a Green Lantern. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. I'm just going to mess you up anyway. I think that's most of the Silver Surfer I ever read outside of the Silver Surfer Black. I mean, I'm not a big Silver Surfer fan. He's the character one. himself is super cool to me, but reading him, I go to sleep. He, oh. he is very boring. <laughs> I, I love him. He's one of my favorites. It's like listening to Reed Richards talk. It's like, <sighs> but, uh, ouch. Wow. Yeah. But he's not as big of an a-hole as Reed Richards. Oh, no. By no means is he. Just that whole, he, I just hear a boring voice when I read him. Yeah. yeah, he's like the cosmic philosopher, so he's just going to stand there blowing wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what'd you think? I love, like I said, I love the dynamic between the, the two villains duping mm-hmm. the two protagonists. I love the artwork. The story was okay, but I loved it. I'm going to give it a five. I liked it that much. What's impressive is they actually had uh, DC's... Ron Mars and Daryl Banks doing yeah. doing it. And they write Green Lantern. Or they wrote and drew Green Lantern. And typically with a crossover, you usually have one of each yeah. kind of doing it. I I like the fact that the way they made it to where Thanos could come into that universe was his throne. Yeah. Could let him go through timelines or... It, they connected it well. And, you know, as long as it makes sense, I'm going to love it. Because I love Silver Surfer. and I know people give Ron Mars a whole lot of crap because he made Hal a bad guy. He killed Alex by stuffing her in a refrigerator. Now, did he really make Hal a bad guy? If you look at the reasons why Hal had turned into Parallax, could you say that he was... Just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy oh he's a bad guy like how many lanterns did he murder on the way up to oa mm-hmm. true all of them all of them <laughs> well no he didn't well he murder didn't murder all, all of he them he murdered a lot of he murdered them. a lot he About, murdered that's true nine but he took their rings yeah let me yeah. let me ask you something well no eight because he did not kill kilowog okay he got kilowog's ring right because kilowog shows up a little bit later to fight Hal before Sinestro shows. Playing devil's advocate here. If everything was taken from you, Sophie, your mom, your sister, everybody, everybody that you care about, would you not react the same way? It's not the same thing. Or would thing. you be Batman? That would be Batman. Like because it's really not the same thing. He he thinks he has the power to do that, but according to the guardians, you can't use the ring for anything of your own free 
uh, for yourself. Well, adding more rings isn't going to do anything. No. No. So he didn't have to kill them all. True. So. But I can see how it would would be that it way. It just gave him a place to focus. More it just gave him a focus. Yeah, I'm just saying that there was a lot of people that got killed in Coast City. Yeah. Nobody else did what he did. I mean, for Pete's sake, Superman's whole planet blew up. Well, he was a baby. I'm just saying this. Kara Zor-El doesn't go debate. around murdering people because her planet I'm blew up. I'm just trying to spark a debate Lobo's here. planet, everybody dies. He killed them all. Right. But he did, <laughs> he did go out and start like murdering just randoms. He took started taking shots. Silver Surfer's planet was destroyed. What did he do? He had his mind wiped and worked for Galactus. <laughs> he became a the herald of Galactus Without and murdered people. He didn't do it on purpose. He didn't know what he was doing. I could not. Huh? No. Let's I go know. around and around on this. <laughs> now, Super Bowl Prime. No, I no. absolutely agree. He went butt bat. Yeah. No, I was just trying to spark a debate. That was all. <laughs> I like being a shit stir. <laughs> anyway, so what what do you think, Nick? I liked it. I li- I like uh how Surfer and how Jordan get along really well. And then Surfer finds out that he's trying to dupe him and he gets a better connection with Kyle because they're kindred spirits. Yes. I agree. And there's there's things that you kind of forget about surfers like he can he can change um, the mo- molecular construction of things. Yeah. So if somebody pulls a gun on him, he can just turn it into like a glass. He's gun. got the power cosmic. Right. He can change things, which they really don't do anymore. No. I mean, they kind of forget about all of his powers. But I think if there was anybody who deserves a Green Lantern ring, so it's the sorry. surfer. Yep. I agree. But that would be <laughs> power well, cosmic plus a Green Lantern. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Who else could you see teaming up for, with Green Lantern in a crossover like this for Marvel, and vice versa? Mm. Doctor uh, Spectrum. Yeah, we, you have the Green Lantern from the Squadron Supreme. Yep. And then you have the Green Lantern or Nova. 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 Silver Surfer. Yeah, that would be a good one. Nova would be a good one. That's all I got. I got Nova. Rocket and Kyle. Rocket Raccoon and Kyle would be kind of funny. I could even see Groot because the ring could translate. Mm-hmm. Don't really need it now. Oh wait, what are they going to do with this version of Guardians of the Galaxy? Because in this last one, he could talk. Uh, Silver Surfer Superman. That would be kind of neat. They haven't done one yet. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, no, they've got Superman in Gen thirteen. But... Hawkeye, Hawkeye, and Arrow. <laughs> they to do see that in the A word. Who could be? Uh, <laughs> who can be the biggest douchebag? Arrow. Green Arrow would Arrow, be, Arrow would by be the, biggest the biggest douchebag. <laughs> trying to think of like what would be a really good. I, I'd really, really like to see a Batman Moon Knight. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But they already did that in Justice League Avengers, where mm-hmm. he goes off panel and beats up a guy in a white suit and comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Batman and all, but come on. I don't know. Daredevil and. Daredevil Batman. Daredevil they've Batman. Done, they've done, done Daredevil it. Batman. They did it really well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Punisher and Archie would be pretty badass. Oh, just wait. It'll become the best book you've read in 2020. <laughs> it's going to be on my top 10 in Jan- in uh, December. Nick's calling his shot now. <laughs> All right, moving on. Who is our D-lister this week, Ryan? The Hood. Parker Robbins. Not The Hood, but The Hood. The Hood. Okay. 
So his first appearance was The Hood from 2002. He's created by Brian Michael or Brian K. Vaughn, Kyle Holtz, and Eric Powell. His abilities were Mr. Are mysticism, occult knowledge, and paraphernalia, marksmanship. Mad, he's got a magical cloak and boots of invisibility, and can do air walking and transform him into a demon. Robbins does take a job as a thief to rob a warehouse that is said to have mystical valuable goods. He does encounter an abandoned mystic ritual, which results in an encounter with Nus. I'm going to say this wrong, but you'll get it. Nasanti, the demon. Is that the one that appears in the archive book? He shoots and apparently kills the demon and steals its boots and hood uh, rather than leaving empty-handed. He tries out the boots and the hood and finds out that he has now the ability to levitate and turn invisible. Hood begins his quest to become kingpin of all supervillains. And he's got a long history for a guy that hasn't been, like, appeared in hardly anything. He always shows up in all the crossover events. So he was involved in Battle World, Secret Invasion, Dark Reign, and the Siege. He was supposedly killed by the Punisher, but after reading Hawkeye Freefall, you know he did not die. And that's what I got. All right. What do we got going on at the shop? Well, the owner is down in New Orleans uh, this weekend. So by the time this gets played, he'll be back. Be back in Omaha. <laughs> so <laughs> but, we tell you uh, to go down and see him, but you know. Too late. But the thing is, when he does these trips, he usually comes back with some pretty cool stuff. So uh, expect a resupply there. I know we got a whole new thing of G.I. Joe's that just came in. Like the original G.I. Joe's. Some pretty cool stuff. More recent, uh, the like later, early 90s. So like main run G.I. Joe was like in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And then later 90s, or the earlier 90s stuff, excuse me, is a little bit harder to find. And we've got a couple, bunch of complete vehicles that just came in. With some really cool figures as well. So uh, they just restocked that. And I know they're loading up on pop figures. Great place to go get pop figures. If you're uh, looking for a particular one. They are pop central. They have a lot of them. Yep. That's about all that's going on right now. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. The Random And thank you, Nick making me sound like a spastic gerbil this week this past week i listened to the previous episode and i was like oh he didn't do anything there so i listened to this week's and i'm back i was like awesome i think it's awesome just wait till i do it to this week oh yeah oh yeah all right i think it's funny so you want to go first or i'll go first all right so marvel made it up to me i picked up star wars number one this week and i actually looked through it to make sure that it was actually star wars number one this time and it was and they just relaunched the run or a new run and it's going to be based between empire the end of empire and before return of the jedi is where this is going to be based the cover has nice imperial probe droid celebrate the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back how many covers did they make for that this says one of 36 gonna get all 36 no i'm still trying to track all the star trek green lantern ones down (laughs) so it was really cool because you open the book and it starts off like the movies you know it does a long time ago and then it's got a splash page of the star wars logo you paid for that and then it has the crawl (laughs) 
I thought it was cool. It was like, oh, it's like a, it has the crawl. I was like, that's kind of different. They should have done it right and put the top print very small. How many pages before that starts? Four. One. Two, oh three, my. Four. But it's a pretty heavy book. It's four not, with a splash panel. It's not a small book. It's not. But it shows Luke getting his hand cut off. When did that happen? Spoilers for all of you who haven't seen Empire Strikes Back. And he's just replaying it. It's just Luke replaying the, the final scene in his head as he's going down the whatever that is. Um, what a vortex. Elevator tunnel elevator thing. Tunnel thing. Mabobber. While he was in the back to tank. Please tell me it's not another shirtless. No. Wearing diapers. Back to tank picture. No, he's he's falling, right? And his hand is falling with him with the lightsaber out of his hand. So now we kind of get a hint of how Maz Kanata got his lightsaber because they were separated. Eh? Eh? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm with you now. And Force <laughs> Wait, Awakens. Like, a lot of There's a lot of characters in the Star Wars universe. I'm yeah. trying to remember which ones are which. Butthole-wise, as they call her. That's what I, when she takes her glasses off, they say, yeah, she looks like she's got two buttholes for eyes. I'm like, that's mean. <laughs> You're talking about Star Wars fans here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to, and Luke is sitting at the chess table, and he's like in a funk, and he's like. Looks like he needs to get like some kind of sun. Go back to tattooing or something, get a tan. Yep. And Lando, <laughs> Lando and Chewie are arguing over going after Han, and. Chewie's about to kill him. Leia's like, Lando's like, was it worth going back to get Luke instead of just going after Boba Fett? And she's like, Leia's like, his name is Luke Skywalker, and he destroyed the Death Star. (laughs) And he's like, oh, what do we have here? Right? And Luke finally comes out of his coma and goes, where's Han? Han, 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 Han. Not to be confused with his hand that he lost. Han, duh. And Leia's like, he's been captured, and they hug, and I'm like, please don't kiss, please don't kiss, please don't kiss, because now we know, but back then, you wouldn't have known. (laughs) They come out of hyperspace, and they're in the middle of a battle. The The fleet that they're supposed to rendezvous with is being attacked by the Imperials, and the the name of the ship is the Moff Tarkin, or Tarkin's Will. So it was named after Tarkin after he was destroyed on the Death Star because he was a complete and total tool. And then they cut to the Rebels on a transport, and one guy is watching the battle intently. And come to find out, his last name is Dameron. He's a ground trooper, and his wife is a pilot. For the Rebels? For the Rebels. Okay. This is all established canon. It's not my canon. (laughs) And the Falcon shows up and, of course, saves the day, allows him to jump to hyperspace... Luke says he'll help destroy the TIE Fighters, and he's down in the turret with one hand, trying to fight one hand, shoot one-handed, which I want to know how he did it, because if you've seen the movies, the, the guns are all over, and you need two hands to flood, to shoot, and he's not really... He used the Force. Yeah, he's not really Jedi yet. But, anyway... Well, it's after Empire, so he was trained by Yoda for a little bit. He had less training than Ray. But he had, um, he had a better trainer. He had a better trainer, yes. I would like to point out he did have more training than Hal did in the Green Lantern movie. That's true. <laughs> he had more than just a montage. <laughs> and it just shows Luke getting frustrated because Ben lied to him. He figured out that Ben lied to him. And then he's like, Yoda lied to me too. 
why would they lie to me? It's just they they get they jump to the the new rendezvous point and Luke is trying to contact Yoda through the Force and he gets so pissed he cracks the uh whatever it is the window the viewport yeah <laughs> window I was trying to think of the Star Wars term but yes yeah, the window he cracks the window and I'm like well that would have been to ruin the movie real quick Luke got sucked out well, I guess he could just do the Mary Poppins thing and bring himself back well, like Leia did yep and. It looks like this whole run is going to be Luke trying to figure out who he's supposed to be. Because his dad was evil, but he wanted, he's supposed to be a Jedi. I did like this. I hope it gets better. Who wrote it? Good question. George Soul. Lucas. It's on page five. It is on page five. Six. <laughs> Six. Um, yeah. Charles Soule. All right. So. He did a good job with the Red Lanterns. This is what I've been wanting, so I hope it goes the way I hope it goes. The art's awesome. Nick doesn't like that Poe Dameron's parents were there. This is just going to be... It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And it's it can't be that nobody's not a famous pilot or... We don't need it. We don't. We know where Luke goes. We know. Show us the part where Luke screwed everything up, trained Kylo Ren. That's coming. Yeah, but not... Clo- like That's another 40 years. It's like uh, this is forty years since Empire. This is seventy-five issue. This will be a seventy-five issue run too, and we'll finally get it. So it's going to go through Jedi, you think? No, it's going to go to Jedi. To Jedi. So in that one year between Jedi and Empire, it's going to be all the battles and skirmishes and right. But he doesn't train Kylo until after Jedi, like thirty years after. Right. Whenever. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I was excited about that for just a brief moment. Yeah. And then as you went on and thinking about what I know now, I'm like, nope. None of this. This would have been perfect before, before I saw the movie. Saw the movie, yeah. <laughs> I just always think of like Splinter of the Mind's Eye. We were all super excited for the next Star Wars story, and we get them walking through a cave. Yep. That's how I see every story that we don't need of Star Wars. See, I like the one they took. What? Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. I loved Shadows of the Empire. It was a different take. It was. And the thing I liked about it was it was a book. I had it. The images in my head. I picture how I wanted to picture it. Right. Just splinter lines. I get it. I didn't care for that one. But just. I've been wanting this and I don't. I'm not sure if I want this. (laughs) You said you were kind of excited about it and can't wait to see where it goes. I do. But you don't want it. But I'm not sure if we need it. We don't. No. So, that's all I'm saying. Sorry to confuse you. So, it's a money grab by Marvel. It is. I get it. Just Cheaper like how version they, of Incoming. Just like how they, you know, only do 12 issues of Guardians of the Galaxy and then start it all over again. Right. I blame myself for that. I am so sorry. When I was really getting into comics, I'm like, I can't read Marvel because they're so far into it. I will not. In my now you're getting your side. wish. I didn't mean for it to get reset every three issues. <laughs> now we're doing five issues and we're done. And it's like, you get really into the story and it's like, okay, we're done. Come on, man. Just do the legacy numbering or something. Say, hey, this is a new storyline. You know? And just keep rolling. That Hawkeye is is a five-issue miniseries. Yeah. I thought the symbiote of Spider-Man, when they said they were bringing it out, was going to be a regular book. No, no, no. The world does not need more Spider-Man books. That one is actually interesting, though, because it's written by Peter David. One out of how many Spider-Man books? Okay, you get rid of the rest. <laughs> Keep Amazing and do Symbiote. I don't know. 
I like it. I liked it. I just don't know if we need it. And like you said, well, what you said kind of changed my mind because you're like, now that we've seen the movie, we didn't need this. <laughs> Thinking about the whole movie, I'm like, jeez, do we really need what? Here's what I don't like. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. Why does everybody have to be the son of a famous pilot? Or why haven't we seen a son of Wedges yet? Or exactly. Daughter. Or daughter. Or Porkins. Damn it, I want Porkins' Porkin, kid. Porkins died on the Death Star. Okay. He was old enough to have a kid by then. Yeah. I, I don't know. what. Why? Why do they have to always put Han Solo and stuff? Why, why can't Poe just be a really badass pilot? You know? I don't know. And Ben Solo, why does he have to be an awesome pilot? Because Vader was an awesome pilot. Luke was an awesome pilot. His dad was See, an awesome pilot. The whole Vader is a badass pilot. That When he was growing up... And Anakin, like, learning to be a Jedi, that's just the Jedi part of him. Yeah, he could fly a, a pod racer, but no other human can fly. But that doesn't mean he's a great pilot. Right. But if you watch Rebels... Nobody watches Rebels. You're trying to stir the pot, aren't you? Nobody watch that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, but I, I'm just... I don't know. What do you got, Nick? About what? It was a three. Oh, you want me... Oh, wow, I thought we were still talking about Star Wars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got. I'll give it a three and a half. What were you going to give it before I said what I said? It was upwards of a four, <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> but as soon as you said, "Well, we've seen Rise of Skywalker," and I'm like, "Fuck, yep, we didn't need it." <laughs> it's all a dream. It's a fever dream of Obi Wan's. I don't. I that, Luke is really his kid. What Marvel has done with the comics has made me miss the Dark Horse stuff. When Dark Horse was doing yes. Crimson Guard, Tag and Bank, those um, Old Republic, all that stuff, they're just cash. Those were so fun. They're just cash grabbing now. Marvel's just. Yeah, how's that Tie Fighter series going? There was a Tie Fighter series. Remember, we, yeah, read, we read the it. first issue. Oh, I gave up <laughs> on that after issue one. No, Marvel when they when they got the Star Wars license again, it was just. Let's pump out as many books as we have. We can. Here's a Chewbacca book. Here's a Lando book. Here's a Han Solo book. Here's a young Anakin Skywalker book. Poe Dameron. Leia. Here's a Leia. Poe Dameron. Leia. Leia was good, though. Um, Leia was good. I liked Leia. Leia Freddie Prinze's character. Uh, Kanan. Kanan. Right. Everybody in Star Wars had a book. Leia. Leia's was actually pretty good. I liked Leia's. I liked but I thought Chewie's was even bad. It burned me out. Yeah. I, I will never buy another Star Wars book. Yeah. I don't care. I, I read too much. I don't care. I do miss the Dark Horse stuff. I miss the Expanded Universe is what I miss. Dark Empire? Oh. The most. I miss the Expanded Universe. So. Yeah. But you'll never get that back. Nope. It's Legends now. Right. And they're not going to re- re- write another book about it either, which nope. sucks. So. But there's only like 800 books from that series that you can go out and You find. know, I went to Half Price Books the other day, and I was like, oh, let's see if there's any that I haven't read. I read all of them. Like damn, read it, 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 because that's the only Star Wars we had up until the prequels. So what, right. do you, what do you got? So I picked up Long Shot or ooh, Long Shot. <laughs> I wish it was Long Shot. So I picked up Bloodshot, which on it's number four, but it's part by, one by Valiant. But, but it, it says the Long one. Shot Part One on the top. So I was thinking, oh sweet, I can get in on the ground floor here with number one, itty bitty four on the bottom. <laughs> like, damn it. But the good thing about this book is you don't need to know Jack Squat about Bloodshot because they 
tell you everything about him nice. in this issue. Again? Again. This is like taking an issue one and throwing it into issue four again. This is like the 18th telling of Bloodshot because they've re- released this series so many. The only thing I'm excited for in this book is Quantum and Woody number one. I can't wait for that book to come out. The second series is really good. I don't have high hopes for the third. When Christopher Priest was writing it, it was one of the best books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this book, um, Bloodshot, it's Bloodshot. I mean, he goes and he fights things and he can't hurt him because he's full of nanites. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, that's about as short as my uh, previews. I mean, it's good. I mean, there's some inner inner turmoil, you know, a little character building. But all in all, yeah. Can, can we put Matt Kent back on all things Valiant, please? Get somebody that writes differently. Because this book is just the same old crap. Regurgitated. Cool. We sound like we're getting jaded. We're not getting jaded. I just, I haven't found a book in the last year that I will buy continuously. Battle Pug. Never read Battle Pug. You guys have. I have not. But, so I have not found a book that I want to buy more than maybe two issues of. Marauders. Don't want to read it. Just don't I don't care. After Powers of X and House of Ten, or Power, House of Ten or Powers of X, whatever it was called, yeah. I don't want to read anymore. Because I know that what that set up took a giant dump. Yeah. So this great like twelve issues okay, I'll read that, but I don't want to read anything that comes afterwards because this this put this the scales way too high. And nobody can come in contact with that or get that high again. I'm just waiting for somebody to actually do a run of characters that we care about all together, not throwing horrible villains and trying to make them hum- like more humanized. Yeah. No, villains are villains. I get it. Heroes are heroes. I get it. Stop trying to make Apocalypse a hero. Stop trying to make Mr. Sinister one of the good guys. I I, I know they're not. Apocalypse, yeah. I don't think those two are going to stay good guys for very long. But uh, it's just Apocalypse like... Apocalypse is not called Apocalypse anymore. <laughs> just... I agree. I'm I'm tired of reading books, and they're always trying to but make the heroes more villainous, make the villains more human-like. I don't want to do that. But Marauders has nothing to do with Krakoa. That's good. It's not on Krakoa. I know. I've heard you guys talk about it. It's because Kitty can't get to Krakoa. Yeah. That's right. She breaks her nose. <laughs> and I would yeah. She's been banished. How many people broke their nose in X Men this year? Yeah, not any. Just her. Who got know. punched in the face? Somebody got punched in the face and got broken nose. I don't remember. So it's two. I don't know. It, like I said, that's <laughs> so, the be- that's the best book out of all of them that they brought no, out. I know. I've I've been reading reviews and stuff and that's the one that everybody seems to really like. But I just can't find no, that book. No, I get it. And it's really starting to annoy me that I'm doing a comic book podcast, and, and I can't, can't find, find a comic that I like. You can't find that book. No. I get it. I just, I find every story now to be fan fiction of stuff I read when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, everything is just, well, we're going to take Hal Jordan's ring away from it. We're going to kill all the Green Lanterns. We're going to dismantle the Green Lantern Corps. Now we're going to have to find a way of rebuilding it. We're going to... Watch, they're going to kill Superman again. They have to. They will. They do it permanently this time. They won't bring him back? Don't bring him back with a mullet. Don't bring him back in a black suit. Don't bring him back as a cyborg. Don't bring him back as a kid. How many Superboys do we need? Now there's the son of Superman. Now there's like the son of... It's like, god damn it, stop it. It's like going back to what Ryan said. How many Superman books do we need? 
Right. How well, many Batman books do we need? I think you should take half of the comics that come out every month. Don't publish them. Take those writers that you're going to give some book to and make them all get in a room like they do on TV shows and make them talk about how they're going to write this book. And then you take that part of the story in your book. You take that part of that story in your book. And we'll kind of like make I, the whole universe again. I think Marvel has lost their and not their vision of what they were supposedly supposed to be. I think everybody has. They've lost their vision. And this Bloodshot movie looks horrible. Yeah. Have you seen the previews for it? No, I refuse to. He's not pure white. His skin's not pure white. He doesn't have a red glow, like a red, um, like sun on his chest. Right. It just glows, like his whole body glows red. Looks horrible. As you mentioned, <laughs> House of X and Powers of Ten. I saw the hardback trade. Yeah. Just sixty bucks. Okay, I'll wait till the paperback comes out. <laughs> sixty bucks for that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I have all the books. All right. Well, sorry, that was my rant. No, I get it. I'm just get getting. It. I'm getting really frustrated because I go into a comic shop and I'm like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read I, that. I've been getting to that point too. I get. I go in there and I'm like, okay, Marauders is coming out this week, and then that's the only book I look forward to every. What is it? Bi-weekly now? I think. I think the only joy I get is going through the dollar bin. And being like, ooh, this would be a good one for the show. And then oh. I try to find something for my random. And I'm like, there. I should just start going to the dollar bin and just going. Yep. Yeah, that's hey. it. Blackhawk 258. All right, let's do this. <laughs> yep. I should just start doing that because I'm sitting there, standing there in, in front of the shelves going. But yeah, I mean, I have so many books from this show that are like one-offs. And I'm just like, right. what do I want this for? <laughs> I've got a pile in my comic book room, and I'm waiting for it to get big enough, and I'm just going to take it and sell it just or donate it. Give them off on the show. <laughs> hey. We don't want this crap, do you? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, outside of Hawkman. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything. Battle Pug. Battle Pug's been really fun. Most of Aftershock. And even lately, there hasn't been a lot of aftershock out there. That Tom King's Batman, Tom King's Batman. I mean, it, I've reduced. I was doing at one point for my pull file, they were just pulling every book for me, and then I just pick what I wanted. And most of the time, I was walking out of there with twenty five, thirty bucks, and I'm down to. I would when I first started collecting again. I would walk out with fourteen, fifteen books, mm-hmm. and now I'm down to maybe three, yeah, four. The Black Label stuff has been a lot of fun, but that's coming out once a quarter. So, I mean, there's that, but I'm just I, I'm with you. I, the new stuff just doesn't register with me as much as it right. used to. That's why, yeah, I'm reading New Kids on the Block. I'm reading Mr. T. I know. Yeah. I'm reading right. Kid in Play. I'm reading those books this, because yeah. it's fun yeah. to me. Besides Marauders, the only thing that's really tripped my trigger is uh, Umbrella Academy. That I've, I've been really looking forward to reading. Like, it kills me. I need to have the first two before I buy the third one. I can't buy the third one. Right. I gotta have the first two, and then I can buy the third one. <laughs> yeah, it it's just kind of kills me that, you know, I, I was like Ryan. I'd be, like, working in the comic shop, and just your pull file every week is, like, you have a bag full. And then you grow up a little bit, and you're like, eh. <laughs> Like, I still love comics. I just... yes. Don't like new comics. I think you would like Justice League Odyssey. I really want to try it. 
And I think you'd like Hawkman. Gotta be in the mood for Hawkman. Robert Vendetti. I'm I'm I telling know, you. I know. He I'm he also gonna be the hipster kind of guy that was like, Oh, you guys really like it? I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> I mean I'm sure I'd love it. Um, so if you want to let me borrow it, I would be happy to. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, um, looking at the list this week when we were trying to figure out our next book, I got excited about Hawkman. The rest of it was like yeah. yeah. I'm excited because Marauders comes out this week. No. Yes. No. No. It came out last week. Battle Pug comes out this week. Battle Pug mm-hmm. comes out this week, yeah. So I got excited. I'm like, oh, there's one book I know I'll buy this week. Right. And I'm hoping it's good because I thought the last issue was just... I haven't eh. read it yet. I thought... But the last issue to me was... Eh. The first three were awesome. Yeah. The Battle on Christmas was awesome. Yeah. So, I get it. I'm, I've been there for a while. I'm like, like I said, the Guardians book, I was really into it. They killed it. Right. You know? So I think what happened was the movies came out. Yeah. And then everything had to be a movie. Iron Man had to look like Iron Man. Captain America had to wear a helmet. Thor had to look like I think that Chris was, Hemsworth. I think once they, they straight up, and I know Stan wasn't a perfect human being, but once they strayed away from how he had set it up, Right. It we we're where we're at now. Right. You got writers that don't talk to each other and if they do Yep. It's hey, we're gonna throw the vampires through this. Hey, we're gonna th- mutant massacre part two. Reading reading that Marvel book last year, I was like Yeah. Yeah, you can tell that this was not the way it was supposed to go. He wanted to do movies, but he didn't wanna have it harm. He wanted to do it to Right. Accentuate the books, not the books turn into the movies. Well, the reason they're doing that is because Disney owns it. Disney yep. doesn't could care less about Marvel. Yep. As far as a publishing company. Yep. I agree. There's some extra money in their pocket. Yeah, they're happy about that. But for the most part, they don't care. Yep. Like Just like that Nova story. I was excited, and then I found out I was a one-shot. I'm like, bring back some old characters. Nope. I'm like, God. It's all about the new kids. It's all about yeah. Miles Morales and Ms. Marvel and Spider-Gwen. Sam Alexander. And, and he's yep. not even in the books anymore. Nope. He doesn't have a book anymore. So. So, yeah. It's Gwenpool and... Yeah, so dumb. I'm hipster. I don't like that stuff. I guess. I don't think we're hipster. I think we're just old school. We're just old school. I think this podcast has helped us figure that out. Figure me, that it's helped we, me figure that out. Right. So we should just go and be an old school po- comic book podcast. No, I kind of like railing on new books. Do you? I do. I so mean, we're going we're gonna to turn into that show where everybody's sucking off Marvel and we, we turn into... I don't I don't want to be that, that elitist that I hate this book because it's Marvel. No. I, I want to be, I hate this book because it's a comic book and you're no, driving me that's, nuts. That's what, no, no, I didn't mean <laughs> gonna, it to come gonna, across as we were elitist. I'm that going to delete that. We're just like, you can do better is what I'm saying. You can do right. better than this. We've seen better. We've, we've seen. We've, we know what you guys can do. We've. We've seen it. Just. Just do it. You know, you guys are, you got, like the people who are writing comics now grew up with the guys that we grew up reading. Yep. I mean, the second generation of Marvel, the second generation of DC, right? You got the Denny O'Neills, you got the Chris Claremonts. Yeah. Why are you straying so far away from trying to write the big narrative of the story? You know, you guys are just doing like five issue runs and then it's over and it's like 12, 12 issues and you're done. And like, then you started over and these last 12 issues that you read 
has no bearing on these 12 issues that we're going to do now. Right. Like Mike Grell wrote, what, 70, 100 issues of Green Arrow. And it was amazing. Yeah. I've got what, the trades on all of them. Go that back, point. read some Mike Grell Green Arrow, oh. find out how a story is built. It's fantastic. I have, I got a question for you guys. I've been wanting to read Titans. Which one? I don't know. I can't decide if Teen Titans or just Titans. I'm Jeff not sure. John's Teen Titans was really good. Okay. Uh, the original Titans. I'm George Perez knew the new the new, new Teen Titans. Titans were amazing. Yeah. I I was just looking at some trades and I was like, I, I kind of want to. I've been wanting to read it. Yeah. Um. Jeff Johns was really good. Jeff Johns. Okay. I'll have to find it. No. I. 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 Yeah, it just seems like week after week we find one book out of, like, <laughs> the 30 that we review. <laughs> one book, you know, and it just seems like lately it's like, this is crap, you know, Hawkeye, awesome, you know. It's the best book I've read so far this year. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I, I don't know. I just... I think we should move on to Ryan's rant. Yeah, let's, let's move on to I, Ryan's because really we're, like, we're just going to keep... That. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> What do you got, Ryan? Well, see, <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> no, it's all this good. is this is why we have this show so we can vent. But we should have waited till we can the end to vent. <laughs> so, I did find one in the quarter bin. First comics whisper issue number one. I have never heard of this comic. The art I thought was great. It looks really good. It was a little bit confusing because the lead character introduces herself like 12 times, but she changes the story every time just a little bit. So like first off, she didn't get to know her dad real well. They moved to Japan and he died. And his mom married or her mom married his business partner. And then the next story is or next time she's telling her about herself, she's like, my dad died. My mom died, and then my stepdad didn't kind of disown me because sounds I like went a back. country western song. Because she went, they were over in Japan, and she went back to the U.S. for college. And then you find out that the dad was actually a art thief, and that her dad's partner, the one stepdad, is the one that killed her dad. And then she's like, "And I killed my stepdad." And then you find out that. She didn't actually kill her stepdad. Her stepdad was hired to kill her because she became a superhero. And when she found out who she was, he committed suicide. So he blames himself. So she added a little bit to eat every time of the retelling of the story. The other part that's super cool is there's this uh, Eckler character who is um, security for this high-end firm. And information is getting leaked out and they're supposed to be protecting that information. And he figured out that this information is being leaked out through the uh, new computers that they're using. And so he's hiring whisper to take out the guy that created these computers who happens to be her boyfriend and whisper lost her daytime job because the owner of the company uh, said, we don't really need you for this position any longer. And the last panel shows that Eckler and the owner of the company are dating or are together. And their their whole project is to destroy Whisper. 
was. I mean, it. This was a great story. What comic book company is that? First Comics. Okay. It was great. I was expecting. I just kind of flipped through. It. I'm like, yeah, this is okay. I'll pick it up. And when I read it, I was. I was like, wow, this is really. It's a good espionage kind of story. So I'm going to be interested in trying to track it down more issues of it. And then apparently there was a first series with her in it as well. They kind of, they relay back some of the information for that point. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Feel free if you want to check it out. Sure. It, uh, I'll read it on my vacation. Like I have all these other, all those other books that I need to read. No, I was just looking in it and the art looks awesome. And they, they didn't splur they didn't skimp on the newsprint. No. It's a solid it looks, book. It looks like it's so good I, quality. What's the published date on that? I didn't even look. Nineteen eighty six. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll have to give it a read. Yeah, definitely check it out because I mean it I'm gonna try to track down other issues of it. I have a feeling that if anybody has them, it's fifty comics or twenty dollar guy. Probably. <laughs> Whereas I call him Colonel Sanders because he was always wearing the white suit. He is coming. Um, he he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he comes next month. Is it next month? Yes. All right. Crap. All right. I think it's February. Yeah. yeah. February seventeenth. Uh, I think. That's okay because that's before the Planet Comic Con. Okay, that should work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough time in between that. Uh... All right. So my second random read is Double Dragon. Where are you finding these at? Okay. Where are you finding these? So I was at the shop this weekend working, and I'm checking the back stock against the tops to see what needs to be put out. And I got to Double Dragon. I'm like, really? This exists? I shall own these. So that's how I find some of the stuff. And other things, you know, the managers know that I like. You like the off of the wall, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know Nick. Nick finds stuff for me all the time too. He's like, uh, "Here, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that too. I'm gonna keep my eye out for stuff that like, oh, Ryan would like this. There you go. This was actually done by Dwayne McDuffie. Wow. So good story. The art I think's really good. Uh, by Tom Rainey. I don't know what else he's ever done, but uh, it's really sharp art. At least it starts off that way. At the end, of it's kind of like, yeah. He just but, had to turn the book in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It got to the point where he's like, I'm <laughs> just doing this so I can get it in. So, so I can get paid. For those who don't know, Double Dragon was a Nintendo video game and arcade, arcade game. game. How far did you get in the game? On the Nintendo or in the arcade? Nintendo. Not very far. Third that level. Was horrible. Third <laughs> level. That was horrible. That's, Nintendo was far, good, so. That's as far as I got was the third level with the big headed... The Guys, Bobos? The Bobos, yeah. <laughs> I could never get past that part. I would always get fried. So it starts out where this cop is getting kidnapped by a villain, and these kids see it, so they know to go talk to Dragon Brothers. So they go to their dojo to get them, and they tell them that the police officer was kidnapped, and they're like, okay, we're going to go get him. Go get her. And they go into this one room where there's a dragon, and they charge up their powers and go off to fight and get her back. Is their names Bimmy and Jimmy? It's Jim and Billy, I think. Billy. Double Dragon 2, they have a mistaken. It oh, says Bimmy and Jimmy. Bimmy and Jimmy, yep. <laughs> I only think I've ever played the first one, so. 
I actually have a copy at home sitting in my comic room. Bimmy and Jimmy. But uh, both of them have a crush on the police officer that got kidnapped. And so both of them kind of have this... That's how the blood feud starts. Well, they have this mini feud going on and they don't want to work together. And they find out that they have to work together because they're getting jumped by these people and nobody's watching their, each other's backs and that kind of thing. So now, then they have to start working together to get the uh, saver. And they go and end up saving her from a big sand... Uh, Worm? No. Clock thing. Sand clock. Uh, hourglass. Uh, thank you. Hourglass. Sand clock worked for me. <laughs> sand clock would work. And <laughs> we should play charades. <laughs> Words are hard. And they end up rescuing her. And they find out more stuff is going on. And so that's what carries you over to the second book. Honestly, I got this for like a buck. It was worth a buck to me. Any more than that? Probably not. But, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, video game comic books tend to not be great. Tomb Raider's the only one that's done really well. I read the Mirror's Edge one. I thought that was decent. But most of them are like, even RPG games like Dungeons & Dragons. Outside of the original Dungeons & Dragons books, I have a very hard time getting into them. I picked up the newest Dungeons and Dragon, or yeah, Dungeons and Dragon book, and uh, a guy had a pet hamster that could do karate. That was like the most entertaining part of the whole book for me. Uh, the rest of it was crap. So, you know, I always just look out for some really weird, off the wall stuff, like you pointed out, and to try to just bring something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I know what my random read is for next week. I already have it picked out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'll see if I can get paid past page two. That good, huh? It's that bad. Oh, what is it? I'm not. You gotta wait till next week. Yeah, huh? I bought it for Sophie, and I'm like, oh, here we go. That's my what, little pony. That's what we <laughs> like to call in the biz as a tease to get you guys to come back <laughs> next week. It's Frozen number two. Good. No, it's not Frozen number two. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the list. This week's topic is cartoons based on comic books. Who wants to go first? You. All right, I always go first. I was just letting room for you guys to go first, but okay. All right, number 10, Richie Rich. Number nine, Garfield and Friends. Number eight, Charlie Brown and Snoopy Show. Number seven, Josie and the Pussycats. Number six, Batman the Animated Series. Number five, The Tick. Number four, Super Friends. Three, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number one, can you guess what it is, Ryan? I thought it was TMNT, so no. X-Men. X-Men, the animated series. Wow. How would you not get that? I don't have a clue how I did not think of that. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, where's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I was where's like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's going to be number one. I know it. I was like, um, I did my list and I was like, you know, I'm going to do it on comic strips also that you could read in the newspaper. Right, right. 
because I didn't really watch after Batman the Animated Series a whole lot. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll just do it that way. So I went off of what I watched as a kid. And I loved Cartoon Network before they went to their new format when it was Hanna-Barbera. And you got Josie and the Pussycats and you got all those. That's what I remember watching as a kid. Mm -hmm. So that's how I based my list. All right, cool. Nick? All right, so just like you, I did mine, like the most influential ones when I was growing up. Number 10, Plastic Man. Number 9, Batman Beyond. Number 8, Justice League Unlimited. 7, The Incredible Hulk. 6, Speed Racer. 5, Spider Woman. Number 4, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number 3, Phantom 2040. Number 2, Batman Anime Series. And number 1, The Adventures of Superman from 1942. The Max Fleischer stuff is awesome. Cool. Can we go back to that Phantom 2040? Mm Mm-hmm. You were the one that watched it? Yes, I was the only one that watched it. <laughs> it, was, it was like, yeah. I mean, the art style was like Aeon Flux. Right. It was really hard to get into, but once you get into the storyline, it was pretty cool. Did did the Phantom die after every episode like no. Aeon Flux? No. But it had a really rich storyline, so it was nice. really cool. See, I would have listed Last Defenders of Earth. However, the comic came out after the cartoon did right and uh, otherwise there were individual issues so i didn't count that all right <clears throat> 10 batman brave and the bold nine justice league justice league unlimited eight superhero squad they did a fantastic job of putting like mm-hmm. those d-list characters in there that i love so much uh seven x-men six it was one episode out of many, but I'm counting it. Scooby-Doo meets Batman, 66. Uh, five's Batman Animated Series. Four, the original Teen Titans Go. Three, Green Lantern, the Animated Series. Two, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. And one, Super Friends, Challenge the Super Friends. That whole run, Yep. that... Is what got me into Green Lantern. I had Teen Titans go because I watched that with Piper. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. So, the Modoc from Superhero Squad, the mobile organism designed only for kicking butt. <laughs> Very for the little kids. <laughs> Did you have X Men on yours? No. I got through the first five episodes, and once they messed Cable up, I was like, I'm done. I mean, they just were trying too hard to throw characters in there. And what? The I, art style kind of got to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I get With it. With X-Men, I watched it whenever it was on kind of thing. Um, oh, crap. G.I. Joe didn't make that list. G.I. Joe should be there. G- That's G. who I was thinking about. I was like, who the hell did I have? should I put on my list today? And I was like, it should have been G.I. Joe. I would, but what came first, the toys or the comic the, or the cartoon? The comic came before the... The comic came before yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, the comic cartoon. came cartoon. So did the Transformers. Oh. Okay, reevaluating. Reevaluating. <laughs> Teen Titans Go would be gone and X-Men would be gone. Because uh, I think Transformers came out like three months before 
the cartoon came out. Just get rid of Garfield and Richie Rich and put G.I. Joe and Transformers. G.I. Joe would be way up there. It would too. Would it, would, it would be way up there, but I don't think it would get past Challenge of the Super Friends and uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends because it, that was Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. It, that was, mine would probably be two and three. Or yeah. no, one and one and three. Because I love G.I. Joe, but I love, right. love Transformers more. I'm the opposite. You liked I like G.I. Joe more. G.I. Joe more? Yeah. There was so we got we got so inundated with transforming robots when we were little we, kids. We got spoiled. Go there bots. was so many. Well There's, there was that and there was those little plastic cheap ones and then there yeah. was like the robot watch. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I know. And it was just, like you had But you can Voltron, also say the same thing about had, G.I. Joe. Yeah, but Action Force and all that other garbage that you could buy at like Kmart T G and Y's and stuff mm-hmm. don't really count. <laughs> TG and Y's. <laughs> true you know um, that's true but but yeah, yeah. i mean the i can see top top of the list right i mean i have a transformers tattoo you do which kind of bugs me that i don't have a gi joe one but i wanted the ninja clan he's got an autobot forearm. on his lower back i do yeah i want to put rc hanging off of it <laughs> but just kidding there's not enough room it's not there yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm that big of a nerd to have a sexy RC tattoo. <laughs> no, but they would definitely be top, top three. I can't believe I didn't even think about that until I now. didn't. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to think of, I was it was racking my brain today at work. I was like, what the hell did I think of last night that I didn't put down? And then Ryan says GI Joe, and I'm like, that was it. Yeah, that was a fun list. Yeah. That one, yeah, the last two have been really fun. Going back and reliving childhood. Next week's going to be kind of hard because a lot of those cartoon video games video were games. so bad. Horrible. Jim Lee's Wildcats. Wolverine. X-Men. Silver X-O Surfer. Manor, Iron Man. Silver Surfer. Superman 64. <laughs> All the Batman games. Wolverine. Yep. The X-Men for Nintendo. Yep. I ran Ninja in, Turtles, yeah. all Spider-Man of them. and the Sinister Six. Yeah, those were horrible. Oh, Spider-Man, games. X-Men one. Okay, Captain America and the Avengers. We're just going to do this now. Captain America and the Avengers <laughs> in the arcade was amazing. Oh, when yeah. they ported so, it to the Nintendo, it sucked so bad. The X-Men arcade game is badass, right? And so is the Turtles arcade game. Mm-hmm. So is the GI Joe one. Yes, I missed I, that one. I when you're just running so straight. Yep. Just I can't. I don't remember playing that one. Oh, I don't think I. I played it. Play. If I could get that. I would buy that box, like yeah. just the whole unit, just for that one game. And the other one that was great was the Spider-Man one, where you could be Namor and you could be Black Cat and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one was great. All right, so all right, done. Preview for next week. So, do you want to talk about it or no? We can talk about it. It's up to Nick. Nick's is, Nick I is. I don't okay. care. It's fine. Talk about it. All right. Spoiler alert, guys. So if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, turn off now. I don't have that option, so just go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> so, okay, if I say, are you sure? I'm fine. That's your chance to tell me no. No, it's fine. Go ahead. All right. I feel I could say a couple of things without giving anything away. I can't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Han comes back. He's a clone. The, He's Boba Fett. The biggest spoiler... What he were your three guesses? Well, he had sex with the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> what were and your... That's what caused all the clones of the Boba Fett's to come out. 
What were your three guesses last week? Rey is a Palpatine. Rey is Leia's daughter. And and it was absurd. I remember that. The other one was yeah. just really stupid. Well, Rey is a Palpatine. Of course she is. That's why she has the accent. Um, She's Leia's. That's but, right. That was Leia Bang Palpatine. Yeah, Leia Bang Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. The Skywalker name runs on. But, what'd you think, Ryan? I enjoyed it. A lot. It was, um, yeah. I went in there with the expectation of it just being, you know, trying to go in as in my kid mindset. I And it met what it needed to meet. Yeah. I went in there. I The last three movies I've gone in with the fanboys mindset. Hey, guys, what if it sucks? And then it can't get any worse than that, right? <laughs> That's how I went into episode one. And it worked just fine for me. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what if it sucks? Then, it doesn't, then it's not your movie. Visually, it was awesome. Yeah. I don't really want to give anything no. away. There it's was, hard. There was a couple of surprises in there. Yes. That got me. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I always thought, how does somebody come back from patricide? And they did it. And Leia dies. <gasps> and The ben... lady sitting next to us bawled for like ten minutes. It's like, how did you not know this was coming? <laughs> um, The part that got me was when Chewie dies. No. No! Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, he's the worst character ever! We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But when <laughs> he when he finds out that Leia dies, all of his friends are gone, Chewie collapses. Because everybody's dead. But there is a part in there where you think Chewie is dead. Because they're on another fucking unknown desert planet. And it's not Jakku. And it's Tacoine. This they capture Chewie, and she's trying. Ray's trying to stop the ship from going using the Force, right? And then Kylo Ren comes and tries to pull it away from her. And that's when you kind of get the hint that Pal- she's a Palpatine because lightning comes out of her hand and blows the ship up. And um, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. The preview, when they show Ray standing there waiting, and she runs, and then she jumps over. It's a badass scene. She ends up slicing his, uh, destroying the TIE fighter as she's going over with the lightsaber. She takes out the wing. How did you feel about the fleet all having Death Star technology on it? <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> That's how I feel without even seeing it. The whole uh, fleet... Like the whole Imperial fleet. He made a whole fleet, and they all had planet-killing technology on, on their ships. You know, I'm going to be honest, that part didn't bother me because of all the stuff that J.J. Ambrose did to connect it back to the original series Yeah, and make everything whole again. I absolutely love that he had Palpatine as the one who was pulling the strings the whole time. Because it goes back to him and Plagueis cheating death. Mm-hmm. That was my one of my favorite parts when I found out that Palpatine was alive, and I was like, I know how this works. If you read, I read Dark Darth Plagueis, good book, kind of dry in parts, but really good book. I like how he brings it and 
Palpatine was pulling the strings the whole time. He was the puppet master. He created Snoke. He did all of this stuff. Like I said last week, there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, like, Rose has four lines in the whole movie because they browbeated him into not using her at all, just like they did with Jar Jar. But Jar Jar, to be fair, deserved it. Deserved it. Deserved every bit of that ridicule. Rose did not. No. She was just a girl playing a part. She was just, like I said, she just took a part in Star Wars. And and then you get the stormtroopers who, ex-stormtroopers who went by Finn's example. They were supposed to kill a whole village, but they threw down their weapons and became resistance. And the girl turns out to be, what do we have here? Kylo Ren's Enforcers were really cool. Huh? I liked Kylo Ren's Enforcers. The, the Knights six. of Ren? Yeah. Oh. The boy band scene in the desert where they're up on the mountaintop looking down. And it's straight out of a Backstreet Boys. They start doing the bye-bye-bye dance. Yeah. It's the a, marionette. Yeah, it's it's straight out of the Backstreet Boys. It looks like exactly where the Backstreet Boys was, that video was filmed. So what you're saying is this whole, like, last three bits are inspired by the Backstreet Boys? Like, Palpatine's the one that's controlling, controlling and Justin they, Timberlake? Hey, that's... They wanted it that way. They They got it that way. One of my favorite parts of the movie is seeing... Ben Solo as Jedi Ben Solo, <gasps> not spoiler, not Kylo. I'm emo. I hate everybody, but what he was before he turned, and that was pretty badass when he took out the Knights of Ren. He like, he just the only thing. Oh, I, I think didn't that's like, the part that I care about the most. Thanks for spoiling that part. The only part that I didn't like was when he held his lightsaber up for like three minutes, waiting for the guy to strike at his back. <laughs> <laughs> the only, he goes he takes it and puts it behind his back and then he's like alright this is the part where you, you take a swipe at my spine right that was the only that's that's when I cringed like I said it, they buttoned it up really well yeah the, the very end the one and I don't want to give give it away but the, the one one part um, I did tear up just a tiny bit because I'm like that put the bow on the whole package. Which order. part? The end? Um, Trying to think of how to do it. Because I really don't want to give anything away. I, I want Too to leave it all blamed on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give it away. Alright? So after they defeat the final order, it's not the first order, it's the final order. Is that what they call them? Yes. How do they know they're the final order? That's what the Emperor, That's calls, what them. The emperor calls them. So he knows he's done. Yeah, if he doesn't win, he's done. <laughs> like... It's the final one. Um, so I have no more clone bodies. When it's done, Ray goes to Tatooine. With... Not that part. Oh, okay. Uncle well, and Peru. Well, it's when they get back down and they they land and it involves Chewie. Oh, okay. Lumpy's dead. <laughs> she oh. was pretty excited when they showed life. Oh. Life Day just destroyed the entire. There is an awesome catching. cameo in the movie. Warwick. E. The Ewoks. <laughs> yep. Wicket. But there's Wicket. a Wicket and his son. But, hold on. There's an even better one. Wedge is the gunner on the Millennium Falcon in the movie. The original Wedge. The original Wedge. Ewan McGregor's uncle. Okay. So. 
don't see, know. I recognize him, but I'm like, who is that? And then once you said, oh, duh. Yeah. He was I'm the like, gunner. Who is that? I know who Lando. that is. I know that face. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but they go to, she goes to Tatooine with Luke and Leia's lightsaber. She puts them in a nice little thing, ties it, buries it. And she shows her lightsaber, which is yellow. And it looks like it's made out of her old staff. Part of it's made out of her staff. Mm-hmm. And then a lady walks up. This is the part that made me tear up. I don't know why. The whole movie, I knew this. The, everything was coming. I knew it was coming, right? And the lady walks up and she goes, I haven't seen you before. Nobody's been around Nobody's here been forever. Nobody's been around here forever. And she looks over and, and she goes, what's your name? And she goes, my name's Ray. And she's like, Ray what? And she looks over and Luke and Leia are force ghosts. And she goes, Skywalker. And then the movie ends. That with part the two made, sons. With the two sons. Oh, yeah. With her and BB-8 oh. and the two sons. <laughs> That's the other special appearance right yeah, there. Yeah, the two sons. The two sons. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like Ahsoka Tano or something like comes up to him. Ahsoka. And like, I was hanging out here with Obi-Wan the entire time. Ahsoka is in there. She's, no. When she's fighting Palpatine and she goes, he goes, I am the Sith, right? And she goes, she she like does the Thor thing to call. Mm-hmm. This might take a while. The other, the other uh, lightsaber, and she crosses them, and she goes, "I am the Jedi." Right before that part, she's laying on the ground, and it's uh, Qui Gon, and they're all giving her messages. Right, it's Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Ahsoka, Jar Jar, Anakin. <laughs> if only, <laughs> if only, Anakin. Yoda, Leia, and Luke all give her a message. Different little forcisms, right? And she gets up and she says, I'm the Jedi. And, like... Does she do the two lightsabers to the neck? No. Like, like that would have been awesome. Would've... And you hear, you hear Palpatine go, do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs> so, I loved it. Hmm. It's gonna... I, I think I need to watch it again for stuff I missed because everybody's like, "Did you catch this Easter egg? Did you catch yeah, this? That, Did you catch this? Did you catch?" That, I'm like, "No, I was too busy fucking going." Oh my god, it's Star Wars! Yeah, my mouth was open pretty much the whole time. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like Kevin Smith. No, where'd you see it at? I saw it at Village Point. Okay, I saw it at Alamo. I enjoy going to Alamo to see these movies because one, it's a quiet zone. And two, if you get there early, they do all those like special features at the beginning. I've never been to the Alamo. So, so the like they had a guy reviewing all the Taco Bell toys from Star Wars when they came back out in '96. And little snippets. They also played "Bad Lip Reading," and they did uh, the Seagull song by Yoda, and I was dying. I've seen it a million times, but seeing it on a big screen, that, like, just, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this now. I'm good. Yeah. It, like I said, I had more fun watching Piper get into it. I loved it, but just watching her get into it and tearing up at Chewie, because she loves Chewie, but he is the worst character, but she loves him, and just certain parts, um, yeah. It was it was a good end to the Skywalker 
saga. I think my son has a bruise on his arm from me just going, tapping him constantly, like, you see this? Did you see this? I, I didn't do that. I He's just like, kinda, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> I would just be watching, right? And I'd just turn and look at her. And she didn't know I was looking at her, you know? And I'd just be watching her, and she's like, like, you know, making all these faces and then sitting real up at the edge of your seat and just, I'm like, okay, you can breathe, you know? But, yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> Don't need to see it now. I didn't give everything away. I gave nothing away. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying I no. gave nothing away. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm I gave nothing. I I have not I don't feel the need to go see it. Okay. I don't I've seen all of them in the movie theaters. This one I just don't feel like I need to see. You saw Solo in the theater? No. I didn't see the extended ones cuz I don't like Rogue One. I know I everybody know. does. I don't like it either. We got to see Vader fight. No, we got to see Vader fight in every movie. Yeah, he just happened he, to be in the He suit. just walks down a corridor and throws guys around. That's it. Yeah. Talk about a movie that didn't need to be made. No. We all know Kyle Katarn stole the Death Star plans. You learned that in Jedi Outcast. Right. <laughs> Jedi and uh, Rebel, or Rebel, like, uh, what was that? Um, it was Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Yeah. yeah. We all learned that Kyle Katarn's the best Jedi ever. Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying that for the Switch. Don't. I I Don't. played it on the computer. Oh, so bad. I know so it bad. is. So bad. I loved it though. It was Star Wars. <laughs> you know, after the first, the one, two, and three episodes, this stuff is amazing to me. So I enjoy all of it. Rogue One <laughs> after Solo. I've I've loved all. You got of them. you got to clarify what one, two, and three are episodes you talking? Episodes one, two, and three. Jar Jar Binks. Okay. To each their own, I guess. Right, and I'm, I really want to see what the next one is because they're the rumor is. It's Knights of the Old Republic. It is. And that I want to see. Me too. Did they do the preview for Black Widow? Yes. I don't know if I've ever been so underwhelmed by an MCU movie. Uh, I got excited because it was Scarlett Johansson on the screen. but You can see the Red Guardian on screen. Yep. With a full-on beard. Yep. And (laughs) overweight. You should see the look on Ryan's face. (laughs) So, if you could make the most mundane face... Look in the mirror, and that's exactly what Ryan is doing to me right now. Yep. He's like, who? Most blank. Oh, like, I know. No, he knows who it I is. I know who it is. But he's giving me this look like, I don't shut care. up. I don't <laughs> care. Shut up. This episode's care. going on way too long. Just shut up. It has up. gone on way too long because we went on a lot of rants tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess we'll wrap it up unless somebody else has something. No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. Bye, guys. Fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble over land and sea and Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. G.I. Joe!